Welcome back um, to the HNIC's show. You know, if you're a real fan, you should know what the HNIC stands for. If you don't, then be be my, be a good fan today, okay? So I always get, like, random people that I find, like, in the streets, right? It's it's always somebody who people like, Kendra, like, like what'd you do to end up getting that person? What, what you know, did you, like, try to slut yourself out? Because I know that's probably what y'all going to be thinking once I get, like, extremely, extremely big people. Like, Kendra probably done throw, threw it in her mouth one time. No, I didn't. It's it's called having a relationship with God. Okay, start having one. Thank you. So today I, I have a special guest. He was, um, you know, and, and I'm saying it here on my show. Okay, and, and he might think I'm full of shit for saying this. Okay, but he was one of, you know, a heartthrob. Okay, I'm pretty sure like, you know, he, he, he had like was getting cougars. Okay, he got a black card. He was in a group, a singing group, and he was probably like the best one out of that entire group i'm pretty sure he was i'm pretty sure all you know the other cats in the group was hating on him because he's just that fly okay so he he is um you know a a person who's a billionaire he's got like three black cards he's got four rolls royces you know he was he was owning the playboy bunnies before hugh hefner had him okay so we got (laughs) we got princeton perez in the building from mindless behavior um i hope you like that intro I love that intro. I mean, you left a couple of things out. You forgot that I was Beyonce's first husband and that <laughs> my biological mother is Oprah. But besides that, you got everything. I mean, listen, listen. Okay, you know, Jordan didn't make all his shots. All right. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, uh, you know, for, for, for giving me a chance to, um, you know, basically... Just to go ahead and do my artwork. Just, just do go ahead and show my black girl magic, you know. And yeah. I appreciate it because you know one thing I realized when you get into the industry, when you do this type of work and stuff, you are a lot more conscientious about who you're gonna allow into your space. You know, you don't want just any, you don't want just anybody. And I want to ask you, did you learn that um, over time to not trust everyone, or was it like your parents, um, the upbringing? was what told you, okay, I got to be conscientious of who I'm going to talk to and who I'm not going to. I mean, it was really just a learning process in this industry. I was a very naive young kid, so I would believe anything people would tell me if I just thought you were nice. Mm -hmm. But I got, you know, effed over so many times by family and friends and relationship and business partners um, because I was just so naive. So just going through the hardships with people and Mm -hmm. losing trust, I definitely grew some tough skin and being 25 now. I've only been 25 for a month now and I'm so young, but I feel like I've lived a whole nother life growing Mm -hmm. up in the industry. So my trust factor now, it's a little tainted. I mean, when I meet people, I sometimes don't give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't trust so easy, but I'm just protecting myself. So I'm very conscious of who I let in my life. And, and as you should, and, and I definitely, so you were like more, I'm getting the vibes that, you know, prior to you going uh, into the industry that you were always like a very nice guy. Um, you know, if, if you can have the shirt on my back, you know, if you walk in a girl, you'll take off your jacket and put over a puddle. Were you that type of guy? I mean, if it's a Dior jacket, I think she kind of just had a thin theme for herself. But... <laughs> <laughs> I 
but no, it was while it was definitely before and while I grew up in the industry, mm-hmm. I just was such, and I still am. I will still give the shut off my back to anybody, especially somebody in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just took a lot of growing up, and I, I, during the time, I didn't understand why people were doing me so wrong. But now I understand that everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. and it just made me stronger. I'm so I have so much tough skin now because of all that. That's right. And since you mentioned family, let's let's talk about your upbringing. Yeah. Where are you originally from? I'm from L.A., Los Angeles, California. I'm from a little town called Downey. It's kind of in between Compton and Long Beach. So Downey. OK, I, I missed that. I missed that part, you know, on my travel around, you know, the, the yeah. West Coast. But it's OK. You can't do everything. You're going to have to have more more time and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's nine hundred and ninety nine Mexicans and one black, and I'm that black. So okay, go ahead now. So I know you do speak, you know, Espanol. You are fluent in it. How long did it take for you? Was that your first language, or was um, that like a secondary language? Well, Spanish. I understand Spanish a lot better than English, just because that's what I grew up around. I grew up on my mom's side, which is Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did grow up speaking English so I lost a lot of the you know the language and the everything I knew from Spanish growing up because you know I went to school and I went on tour and nobody around me spoke Spanish anymore but I'm still getting back into it but um I mean it's 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 the most comfortable thing to me whenever I see anything that really has to do with Hispanic culture or Mexican culture, it really takes me back to my upbringing because that's mm-hmm. what I'm most familiar with. Got it. Got um, it. So, growing up um, in LA, yeah. What was that like for you? Did you, were there times where you feared for your life? Were there, did you ever no, get like, not oh, at all, okay. really? I, um, grew up in Downey. If you ever go to Downey, you'll you'll see why I didn't keep in my life. But I did have a lot of <laughs> friends and other family that grew up in bad parts. But my thing is, I'm from LA, and I feel like I can meet somebody and know if they're from LA or not. And we just move different, and we respect each other. And I grew up here, so there's not really any parts in LA that I can't go to and not feel safe. To be honest, I can't say the same for other parts. Growing up on tour, I would want to go to quote-unquote the hood spots and all the different places but Mm -hmm. you know the the hood spots in uh memphis tennessee is a little different than compton so of course most listen listen gentrification is is something else yeah it's really something else so i being on tour really made me thankful that i grew up in downey (laughs) i got you so when did you uh, like officially start singing? Like when did you were you doing choir first, or was it just more so like your family would like have family time and say, "All right, go ahead, get him a microphone." Like how how did that actually? How did you know that you could for real sing? Not like okay, I'm in the shower singing. I think I could sing, but for real sing. I don't know. Shockingly, I really found my voice maybe three years ago because that's when I started working on my solo project. When you're in a group. You, any talent that you want to explore is kind of separating four parts because if you can really dance and maybe one crew member can't then you have to find a happy medium so you guys have chemistry so even me singing 
I really didn't know my full potential until I was maybe 21 because that's when I was really put in the studio and say, do it yourself. But even growing up, I grew up in, like I said, a full Mexican family. I'm the only mixed one in my family that's black. And I just always felt like that the outcast. I looked so different from my family, the skin complexion, the features. And I just had so much rhythm in me. And I, you know, I have ADHD, so I had so much energy mm-hmm. in me. So... I automatically always felt like people were looking at me. So my my biggest quote is life is just how you deal with it and how you see it. So instead of hindering me and making me depressed, I just saw it as, okay, you're looking at me, bad. I'm going to sing for you. I'm going to dance for you. I'm going to do whatever I can to keep mm-hmm. your attention on me. So I always say I've always felt like I was famous before I was famous because people were always kind of just always looking at me with the side eye just off of my look. So growing up I definitely started singing because I just was always in the spotlight in my family mm-hmm. yeah. okay alright then so besides you know since you were a spotlight in your family and everything else did you try any other sports like were you on the football team or uh, baseball you know, I don't play any sports but I'm really good at sports I mean um, soccer obviously and uh <laughs> The closest thing I've gone to basketball, man, is celebrity basketball games. And those don't really go good for me. So I kind of just stopped that. You said that they're not good for you? I just don't. I don't. That's just not my calling in life. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, did you keep getting your shot blocked or what? What? I just didn't want to leave the the the, the locker room. Got you. <laughs> Okay. It's just not my, it's just not what, it's I, not. I got you. I, uh, no, no, no I, I see what you mean. So, well, let me ask you this. Give me your top five favorite basketball players in no particular order. Exclude yourself, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. Oh, okay. So we're going to go with Michael Jackson, Prince, Bobby Brown, Usher, and... Because <laughs> I can't even tell you that. But you said knockout Kobe. I mean, that's LA all day. No, I know. Listen, listen. Wait, I know. I know. But but you still like... He's in everyone's top top five. I Like, you have like hundreds yeah. of thousands of other yeah, basketball I players. I myself to this day. I don't know why. I still pinch myself. Every time I see a picture of Kobe, I'm like, I cannot believe he passed away. I still yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy like that. Did you meet him before was... his uh, his passing? Yeah, me and the boys met him and um, and his daughters. Uh, they were kind of modest favorite fans. So we met him maybe like once or twice. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I can't believe that. But in terms of basketball, I don't even, I can't even tell you five teams. It's that bad. Okay, I'm not laughing at that. Okay, um, do you have any soccer players? What's your, who are your top five favorite soccer players? What's crazy is my, my uh, family friend of mine, his name is Christian. He just got drafted to the Chivas, which is like um, the, the biggest team in Mexico. My family grew up watching that. So he was just telling me some of the training that he was doing and, I mean, I think my family thought I was going to be a soccer player, and that just was never going to happen, man. (laughs) I mean, I have a very traditional Hispanic family, so for me to grow up and say I want to become a singer was very crazy, so I'm glad that I've done something with it. No, of course. Well, you said that was your cousin Christian who is got drafted. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. That's amazing. That's, that's That's actually amazing. Um... You go into middle school. 
when did you actually get a chance? Because you started like touring when you got to middle school, right? Yeah, I joined the group when I was in sixth grade. So gotcha. Okay, let's yeah. go. Let's let's take a step back. How did you actually come across like with the group and everything? Like, how did you guys actually like meet and form and stuff? Um, there was an audition in LA in Hollywood, and I just went to the audition. I was that kid that would just grow up, and I just wanted to be seen as a young kid and follow mm-hmm. my dreams. So I went and I auditioned, and that's when I met Keisha Gamble, who's still my manager to this day. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned, and I was the first one to join the group. And yeah. And everybody, did it take like a year long search, or was it within a couple of months? It was within the first year. There was a, a lot of people don't know that there was a. It was me and two other boys before the original came in. So it was us three for a minute, and then the Ray Rock and Prodigy came in. And it, even after that, when we had group changes, I was still in. So I kind of was in three versions of my own behavior. Um, I seek it through, man. I was the first and the last. So okay. Did you uh, end up? Did you guys like come up with the group name, or like did the label or your manager come up with that? It was all Keisha, man. It was Keisha. She she did the same for B2K. She created really? it. She, yeah, she thought of the name. We lived with her for three years, and that's when we kind of went into artist development and we practiced every day and became homeschooled and just went in to just, you know, just to go in and really practice our craft. Okay. All right. Shout out to Keisha. Okay, then. So, now, okay, wait. So, let let me backtrack real quick. You said it was an audition in L.A. You heard about it, I guess, via radio. Did you have somebody go down there with you, like get your parents, you know, signature, or you just, well, like, was, really went by yourself? I was actually in a music video um, for Gym Class Heroes for Cupid's Chokehold, and I was I was the lead in that, and I was I was um, all over MTV, and Keisha had seen it on TV and said, you know, if I could find him then I'll do a group again because it had been a couple of years since B2K and she talked to Dave Scott who was still my choreographer and he was the choreographer for Mindless and B2K and just crazy six degrees of separation Dave mm-hmm. knew me and Dave knew Keisha and was like yo he lives like five minutes from me I can call his mom up and he can come to the audition so um that's when Dave got Keisha connected to my mom and I went to audition and that's oh so I, so your family was pretty supportive of very, very surprised. I vividly remember me at this um, restaurant called Mimi's Cafe with my family, and I did not want to leave. I hated going on auditions because um, I oh, I would never book anything. I always was so different. When they would look for a black kid, I was too Hispanic. When they were looking for a Hispanic kid, I was too black. If they were looking for a mixed kid, I, I was too ethnic. I was too exotic. They wanted, like, the generic black and white. You know, I, I never really booked anything off of my look. So I was leaving that table, and I told my family, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go audition for this group called Mindless Behavior. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, hopefully I get it. And then that night I got a call that I was the first member to join the group, and I just didn't know that, that was going to change my life. Okay. So did you... Um, was that immediately when you had to get homeschooled or were you still like going to school like while recording during the day I mean like at night going to school during the day I left to become homeschooled I mean that's really why I joined because when I heard we had to live with Keisha and go into artist development I mean I didn't really care for that but when she said I can get homeschooled I was like I was getting so bullied in school kids just did not like me so I was like I'm gonna get my ass out this hole did you did you (laughs) did you ever like mollywop some folks back or you just took it Oh no, I, I I was in a lot of fights and I got my ass beat so many times. I just had a mouth on me, man. I just would talk 
reckless. I didn't care who was. I, I was always the shortest, and I looked so different from everybody. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't care. I just would stand up for myself. So they would teach me to not do that. <laughs> but yeah, once we um joined the group, that's when I left and I became homeschooled. I never went back. And it's just crazy because two years later, when I left, I had told my friends and people, "Yeah, I'm leaving to go join this group." and they were like, all right, whatever, like, go ahead, do that. And then two years later, we had a school tour, and my school was one of them. And then when I went back, I had a different name. I looked completely different. They didn't even recognize me. I had an afro. My hair was black now. I was Princeton in this group. And it was just, it was, it was a really good experience. Okay, couple things, because I have ADHD as well. So I was like, okay, cool, we can relate to that. Because there was something that you had said earlier um, that yeah. I wanted to, to touch base on. When you talked about the bullying, did any of your bullies ever come back? Did you ever see them later in life, you know, like, yes. and be like, oh, like, damn, like, God yeah. really taking care of you, ain't he? <laughs> oh, nah, they've just came around and been like, bro, remember when we were friends? And I was like, no, you were an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, but it's crazy. I mean, no matter what success I've had in my life, I think when those moments happen, I just revert back to being a young kid and just thinking, I never thought you guys would even talk to me. So the fact that you are giving me the time of day is crazy. But now um, I kind of just left that life behind me. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I'm constantly going back and on my fake profile and talking shit about them on my I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, did you really create another profile? Like, you know what? People actually will do that. Like, they'll make up a profile. Like, once they start popping, they just, like, go and try to, you know, befriend some people. So, but I, so wait, were you also good at, like, your mama jokes? Like, the roasting with your mama jokes and she said you had a mouth on you? Oh, I had your mama so big. She saw a, a bus full of white people and thought it was a Twinkie. I was oh, like, gosh. your mama's so fat. She watched 90210, but it was really her weight size. I mean, I had a mouth on. Wait, 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 wait. I got one. I got one. I got one. Your, your mama's so nasty. She brought crabs to the beach. That is nasty. <laughs> Was it juicy or was it mild? <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Okay, back back to what? Because no one, listen, me, I'm gonna be here till the next day. We're just gonna be cracking jokes, honestly. Yes. Honestly, that that's how I am. I'm just you know one of those silly people. So you got to the group, first time meeting um everyone. Okay, and again, say say you again. You can be as honest, or you can say you know touch base on it a little. Okay, it's it's whatever you want to do. When you first got them, who would you say was the um, one person that you hung around the most? Like you know what this is like, like the real homie. Like this is like my brother for life. Like when you first after you started surveying and you know getting a chance to know everybody. All of us. I mean, we didn't. To this day, I'm what we always say, like, if we weren't put in a group together, we probably wouldn't have met or been friends if we went to the same school. Mm -hmm. But um, what was so cool about being with them was that they grew up in black households and Keisha's black. And mm -hmm. I was this young mixed kid that had no idea about black culture. So they were able to, I mean, teach me about black slang and take me to my first black church, try soul food for the first time. And how was that? How'd that feel? It was just amazing. It was so good. I mean, my grandma, God rest her soul, we were able to go to church. Um, and I mean, they were able to show me like the boondocks and, you know, coming to America and Friday and baby boy and, 
Martin and just really teach me about my other side of me. Yeah. So that's what I was just probably the most thankful for. And that's that's actually really good. You mentioned um, church. Do you have any favorite Bible scriptures that you uh, go by? Yes, I have a picture of it. I, I get a Bible verse every morning. Um, I'm very religious, but I'm also spiritual too. So I have like a horoscope and a Bible verse every morning. Um, but it would probably be, hold on, I have two. I'm going to give you two. You can give me three. Hey, that's not overdoing now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm funny too, I think. Yeah, you you uh you done made me laugh, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> um, okay. My I have a very uh I have a connection with uh this Bible verse. There's another one, but this one Matthews uh five thirty and five thirty nine. I have heard that it had been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but who whose over shall smite thee on thy right cheek. Turn to him the other also. Only because I met so many bad people in this industry mm-hmm. and they tend to be envious when you have success and that's mm-hmm. what really scares people. And I've just learned that if you just, you know, show love and never envy anybody and you love thy neighbor from back side to side, then you'll always have gone on your side. So I never have, to this day, I've never been jealous of anybody. I've never been envious of anybody. I've just always showed love. And it's, it's, the, that love has, has always given back to me. And that's real. And when did yeah. you, you know that God was real for yourself? I've always known God was real. I just never had a name to it. I always knew there was somebody I was talking to, um, that I was able to get me through. And my family's very religious. My grandfather's a deacon and they own a church and out here in Long Beach. So I grew up in church. Um, so I definitely have always been on that. Well, all right. Okay. So that's very profound. So when it came to, all right, we're on tour. What was um? What would you say was like your favorite part of the tour? Like, like the most like where you said, okay, I kind of want to relive that again. If you could, um, wait, say it one more time. I'm sorry. I said about tour. Did you have like a favorite part of of, of touring, or were there, were there were there times where you were homesick? Oh, I definitely got homesick. Um, because I'm a family man, and we mm-hmm. all got homesick, and we were so young, but. I mean, I would just say seeing the fans. I mean, they're still the fans that I see to this day. And um, trying all the different food was really, was really fun for me. Um, and just traveling. I mean, I experienced so much bad, but so much good. Like, I would get racially profiled all the time. We would really? get kicked out of restaurants. Yeah. We would go to, like, a Waffle House or the hometown restaurant. We would get kicked out. And it really opened my eyes that, you know, there's a lot more to life than just downing and Mexicans around me because that's what I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really opened my eyes. Okay. Did you, is that when you started dealing with like groupies, like really like from the young to the old or you didn't really start dealing with groupies until a year or two after? To everything? be honest, we were so sheltered. Keisha kept us, she was our teacher. She was our 
stylist, our choreographer, mm -hmm. our manager, our everything. So we were so shocked. I mean, we, we weren't even allowed to have phones. So the whole time we were doing our thing, like none of nobody knew we had that we didn't have phones. Like, so we we couldn't really see what was going on. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of thankful that happened because we never got caught up in none of that. That's good. You know what? I, I, I hope, you know what? I, I hope all of the blessings and abundance of blessings goes to Keisha because she, there are people yeah. out there, there are some managers out there that will literally uh, betray you like Judas did Jesus in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And there are some, and you hear stories about this, how you have some managers who just horrible people, man, like will we'll do certain things, they'll try to groom you into doing something that you don't want to do and then you realize later on like why would they do that but you you this was like a, a angel that came into you all's life yeah she really was and she's still my manager to this day and she's never left me even when the boys decided to um decide to all go solo and do their thing and I wasn't kind of ready to go solo. Keisha stayed with me and was like, let's let's do it. Let's do something. And I, I've always had other options. Not options, I've always had other dreams. I've always wanted to get into fashion. It was a big thing of mine. And skincare and branding. And she was the one that was like, I'll stick with you. Let's do it. So to this day, that's my that's my ride or die, man. You know, a shout yeah, shout definitely shout out to her. Um yeah. You're leaving graduating high school. Yeah. Still singing. Did yeah. you try to further your education or you were like, I'm going to try college and see what it's about? Or you just said, I'm just going to keep on focusing on music. Well, we barely had time to even do schoolwork when we were um, on the road. So, mm -hmm. I mean, college was like far from what I could ever even think. But I was constantly studying. I mean, Keisha named me Princeton because even when I'm not doing schoolwork, I'm constantly studying. I'm constantly wanting to learn. I mean, even right now, after this interview, I'm I'm going to watch the documentary on Earth. I don't know why, but I want to just learn the history behind Earth and why we're here and what's going on. Okay. She jokingly just said, man, if you weren't an artist, you, you, would, you would probably go to Princeton. And I was like, and she said, yeah, we're going to name you that. That's it. Pr Princeton's the name. Because your real, your first name is, is Jacob, right? Yeah, uh, Jacob Anthony Perez. So we just kept Princeton Perez. So do you, um, what does your family normally call you? Oh, my family calls me Jacob and people that come into my life that I feel like um, are worthy of that name. Just kidding. Uh, if, I, if I really get comfortable with you and I trust you, then you can call me that. Okay. So like, for example, you could never call me that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's telling the truth, guys. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Some people, some people just gonna be keep sipping on Haterade for the rest of their life, huh? Anyway, anyway. But that also is my biggest pet peeve is when I meet somebody that I yo Jacob because they know that's my name and it's just like you don't know me like that. Just because that name has so much history to it, honestly, I went through so much with that name and mm -hmm. for me to be able to create a new image and create a new person, mm -hmm. I'm constantly preaching that to my fans. I, I want that. I want to give that gift to the world that if you aren't happy with your life, you can really just change it and create your own world in your head and do what you want to do. And that's what I did, becoming Princeton. That's it. Now you mentioned documentaries. Did you um did you, did you ever get onto the, the train of um Hidden Colors? Hidden Colors? What's that? 
Oh my gosh! It talks about our history, the real, oh. the real like. Getting colors. Let me pop that in. We'll yes, in it. You can, I think it should be free on YouTube. But I mean, if it's not you, you again, you you got a black car, so that's fine. No, yeah, I have a black car. <laughs> but that D, I don't know about that. Okay, well, listen, listen. You still a millionaire? You out there? You know, in Calabasas and partying up with the stars. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I wanna, I wanna touch on a couple more things, and then we can, you know, wrap up. Like some of these people should, you know, you on your fifteenth kid. Come on now, come on. You me? Like I need to chill, but I'm Mexican. We we pop them out like. We pop oh, I got a, I got a joke for you. I got a joke for you. It's 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 kind of it's, it's it's slick racist, but you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Oh Jesus, I'm gonna use this. Okay, no, you that's can't. a benefit of being mixed. You ready? You ready? You ready? Okay, here's here's a joke. Here's a joke. If your heart is ever broken, take it to a Mexican. They'll fix anything. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I hate you. That's so true. Anyway, that's so. so that's what so listen what what are we what can your fans see from you um in the future what 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 are you putting out there so everybody can stream and go get it what what movies are you acting in you know whatever it might be uh, i mean i've i i'm st- i my biggest thing is i want to be viewed as like a new artist i know i've done so much with mindless but i really want to be considered as a new artist in respect of that way. Um, so I'm just working on my debut, really debut album. I think I'll probably drop some music here and there. I don't have an exact date or single, but I'm really just working on my craft and getting it perfect. And um, just taking everything I learned from the group, which is like the best, and just putting it into my solo work. Okay. Well, you, ha- you have it here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the random fast five to ten questions you know i just pick them out of my from the top of my uh head you know i write them down i didn't ask some people in the past i'm like hey i want to hear from someone out there who has possibly a bigger platform than i do who is known worldwide people just yell and run up to them and everything you know how people are they, they, I'm with it. I'm with it. okay what is your favorite meal to cook like it's oh, everybody loves it Cook would probably be guacamole. I know that's not a meal, but I'm I'm making really great guacamole. All right, you heard it here first. Okay. I call it the guacachulo. What was your first car? What happened to it? And what's your dream car? My first car is still the car that I have now. It's Jeep. I've always I mean I'm from LA and I've always had the dream of having a Jeep that I could take the doors off and roof off. But I get her back tomorrow because she just got revamped. So she's bright orange and she has a new interior and she's hot now. So So have you been like putting your finger out like, you know, hitchhiker to make it places or? Um, I hate what's funny is growing up my mom isn't doesn't drive, so growing Uh up we would constantly have to ask people for rides to go to auditions or go. And I vowed to myself, the day that I get a license, I'm never going to ask anybody for it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I got my license at 17. I snuck away and took a class and got it and got my whip. And since then, I mean, I'll fucking Uber before I ask somebody for a ride. I'm just stubborn like that. Real. So did you ever teach your mom how to drive? Uh, not really. <laughs> What's funny is I never even thought about that. Well, hey, I just gave you the thought. So after you finish watching your documentary, you say, Hola, my, mama, 
and then how I don't know how you say like Whereas in this car, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's that's all you you know that works. Okay. What's your wait? So you you so your dream car is the car that you got. So that no, 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 I have a car. My dream car is a 1970s Volkswagen bus. You know those hippie cars that people hitchhike from. So when do you see yourself getting that? I don't know. I mean, I probably wait till my thirties. I really enjoy having a Jeep, but that's all. I mean, I in my heart of heart, I'm a, I'm a true hippie. So if I could just get a 1970s Volkswagen oh, let bus, me, let me find out. Of course, you're you're in the you know land of of the free out here, so you can do whatever. <laughs> you feel me? So, yep. Yeah, but I think if you really want to do whatever, you need to go to Amsterdam. That's probably where I'm gonna just like retire out there but yes, it's sure. it's cold i don't do cold weather um back to the question what's the craziest fan moment that you've experienced thus far craziest fan moment um i mean till this day i'm constantly getting random calls i'm switching my number every week because i don't know who is giving my number up whatever wait wait <laughs> wait 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 hold on hold on let's skirt let's rewind back real quick okay yeah. so you get so do you okay most entertainers they have like four or five phones which i'm like bro that's just two phones, yeah. that's just excessive okay that's freaking excessive okay but they explained to me why you know you got one for personal because if you put your business calls on the same as your regular phone it's gonna be ringing non-stop and what if you need right. to answer some a call okay cool i understand that but five six phones like, come on now. Like, ain't your hand going to be tired of carrying all that? Like, your pocket's going to be weighing down. It's going to make you look like you sagging for real? Anyway. <laughs> I only have two phones, though. I have one personal and one business. So, so, so which phone. one are you changing the most? The business or the personal number? My personal. I'm constantly changing that number. So, are they charging you a change fee? No, but I have called twice, and they were kind of just like, why do you keep changing your goddamn number? And I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand. So have you have you tried? This is gonna sound so silly, but I'm I'm throwing out an option. Okay, have have you tried like having a meeting with everybody in your phone and saying, "Let me see your phone. Who you who you texting? Like, have you thought about doing that? Or that just is like I mean that's the type of person I am because I have too much time on my hands apparently. Uh <laughs> no, but I do have a list. Every time I get my number out, I do put people in my phone and I go okay this person has my number this person has my number I constantly do that so maybe I just need to go back to that list and see what the hell is going on (laughs) or you can take my very extensive long route anyway moving on okay so the craziest fan moment uh you said that you're always switching uh your numbers but like would you have people uh would constantly call you until you picked up and say hey aren't you aren't you Princeton you, well, I usually, if it's a random number, I'll have someone else answer it. And then mm-hmm. once they hear a girl's voice or somebody, they go, uh, oh, never mind, sorry. But if I go, hello, then they're like, it is him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> somebody like, doesn't like, like you. Just say hi, just say hi. So I'm doing that a lot. Somebody doesn't like you, apparently. They're trying to get you like, this is, yes. they trying to get you caught up like Usher. You remember that song back in the day? No, um, I love Usher, man. He's one of my favorite artists. When you when you first met him, did you have like uh like um were you like screaming like oh my gosh it's you or? No, he pulled us out. We were at the BT Awards and and at the radio room, and he pulled us to the side and kind of just told us he was proud of us. And I was just like, what's going on? But the thing is, um, 
I was living in the moment in the group, but we were so busy that I really don't remember a lot. So I don't even remember a lot of what he said. And even now, I don't remember half of the people we met. So I try my hardest to live in the moment now so I can remember moments like that. I mean, and it's it's okay. Like, people get upset when they see me and they're like, Kendra. And I'm like, I don't remember you. We just had a conversation yesterday. (laughs) Honey, listen, I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. So... So, I mean, but people, and I think I used to sit here and get upset when somebody wouldn't remember me, but then now that I'm, you know, growing my platform, there are people who have come up to me and say, aren't you that comedian? And it feels so good. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you want my autograph? They say no, but it's okay. Yeah. It's 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 not okay. I it's Hell with all of them. Anyway, so, um, so I think you answered, you answered the craziest fan moment basically was people just, you know, randomly calling you and, you know. Yeah, I mean, that- that's just an everyday thing. I mean, craziest with me, you know, when they like sneak inside your toy bus or they try to chase you down. But it's kind of just like, like I said, we, we were so sheltered. We never really saw anything crazy or maybe oh, it didn't happen, but we never saw it. I just didn't know somebody like present day in your, you know, adult years, if people try following you into the restroom or waiting outside the Especially restroom. Especially now that my car is, I posted it on Instagram. Now people know what my car looks like. People have definitely, I mean, I'll definitely. I've driven down the street and then I'll get a DM like, oh my God, oh yeah, I just saw you on the 405. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. Oh gosh, it was something I was about to say. I cannot even remember. You are freaking hilarious, man. I didn't even realize you had all this in you. I'm being honest with you. I was like, yeah, my real name is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you are, you are, you are, yeah, you're, you're funny. Um, you, I think you should go uh, do some comedy next. Um, is that another reason why you had turned off your, you know, how you can re- like reply to a, to somebody like a, you know, to people on their story. Is that another reason why? Cause you kept getting a bunch of like random DMs from people always replying to your stories. Yeah. That's why I made a separate Instagram just for the fans so I could DM them and follow them. But I mean, even now I only follow like, I'm about to unfollow everybody on all my, I, I followed everybody on all my social Instagram is the last that I'm oh, doing okay. right now. Okay, wait, why, wait, why are we doing that? Why, why did, why did, what YouTube, what, hold on, what, so what's up with that? Why are you unfollowing everybody? Honestly, it's just, I'm not even a social media guy like that anymore. I just post what I want to post for the fans and just to get my life out there okay. and I go back. But I mean, Instagram is like a rabbit true where you are on one page and then you see them target one person then you're on their mama's page and then you're figuring out why their aunt's brother's sister's cousin's daughter is going to college and you're just like why am i on this page so much so i found the type of person that i am i, I kind of have to force myself to kind of not look at it that, so that makes sense i was wondering why you know because i do notice that some you know people they have, you know, millions of followers, but they're not following anybody. I'm like, bro, like, are y'all too good to sit here and, 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 you Hell know, no. I'm like, how, how dare you? How dare you? The worst one that I get is when I don't hear from somebody, those ghost followers that don't even follow you, but they like, you can change your name 10 times. So they still will remember, like they'll somehow find you and they're not even going to follow you. And I'm like, bro, like I, you are this close to getting blocked, but I don't block nobody. Cause I want them to watch the glow up back to the story. Okay. <laughs> um, What's what's the best birthday you've had thus far? I feel like I know this answer. I, can I can I take a guess before you answer? Yeah. Anything dealing with your family because you're a family man. Okay, that's not true, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best birthday would probably be 
Um, I really enjoyed this last birthday I just had last month because I normally don't celebrate. There's a lot of things that I'm still trying to break coming from the group. We never really celebrated birthdays or celebrated holidays. We were so busy. So I kind of got used to when it came to my birthday, if I wasn't doing anything productive that went towards my career, like the studio or rehearsal, then why am I celebrating? So this year I kind of took that time to say, you know what, I'm going to really celebrate. So I you know, spent time, you are right though, I, I went to Palm Springs with my cousins and was able to drink with them and chill. And I really just like hanging out with my cousins, especially the little cousins, the ones that are like 10 and under. I took them to Sugar Factory and just let them ball out. And then them little motherfuckers didn't even know it was my birthday, but it's, it's all good. Mm, mm, mm. That's, that's great. Uh, two more questions and then uh, we're going to be out of here. Okay. What's your I listen? I know you you get uh, I I I know for a fact you probably done had you know many hoes in different area codes, but didn't realize it. Cause y'all, I mean y'all, you know how you ain't seen somebody and like I'm I'm about to just let let me take a quick. I'm about to like give you your flowers while bragging on you, real quick. Okay. So so if you get all tingly feeling inside, because the H and I C gave you the experience. Okay. Okay, it means that you're really my 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 future. Hey, listen, listen. Um, depending if you got all your back teeth or not. Back to the story. Um, I don't. So, all right, well, moving on. Uh, you know how, guys, when you don't see somebody for a while and then you see them many years later, you're like, is that the same? You know, so it's like that glow up means that God really likes you, okay? Okay. And so when I, when I got, not like, it's, it's not even him. It was like, I got, I can't remember all the rest of the group members, but I think maybe like a sh- the shade room done did like the glow up. And I was yeah. like, is he of age? I mean, we about the same age. So I think we, he is of age. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going, I'm going halfway slide in his DM. So I slid in your DM in my mind, right? <laughs> um, you didn't answer. Uh, but anyway, back to the story. I saw it though. I was going to answer that shit. So, so when it comes, because I know you get women, because guys, he's like, he's like, like high key handsome. He really is. Okay. I'm really not, but thanks. You know, when you get these women trying to come on to you, what is the type of woman? Cause, cause I, you know, I know you probably don't tell plenty of women no, and they done started crying, but you said it nicely. You're like, someone get this bitch out of here. Um, what's what's your ideal type of woman that you're looking for? And like you don't have to list everything because one thing I realize is people will pretend to be that person and then they'll make you fall in love with them and then all of a sudden like the real them comes out. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So list three things that you want in your ideal woman. Just three. Um, funny, mm-hmm. stylish, mm-hmm. and private. Hmm. Yeah. So y'all ain't on the boat trip and she's just snapping pictures of like y'all supposed to be enjoying the moment, but she's snapping pictures of y'all like, bro, like, are you trying to do a come up yeah, on? Like just I mean we could take pictures and stuff, but just I'm not really the type to be out here on social media with it. I mean, my fans don't even know I've had two or three girlfriends and I'm just very private and so I'm I'm really I saw this quote that Drake said, not a quote, I saw an interview and he that asked him when he was going to get married or settle down. And he said he really likes his personal space. So for him to break that for somebody, they have to be very special. I could agree more. That's real. You know? that That is, no, that's actually real. You you realize as you get older, like, privacy is everything. Everybody 
don't need to know nothing about everything about you, you know, and stuff like that. So there's some things when I first meet people, I don't tell them right off bat. I let them, you know, I'll tell them eventually once I realize like, okay, they just not here to try to throw some foo-foo at me, you know. Right. So that's the thing about that. So last question and then, um, you know, we can, you know, skedaddle because I know it's past your bedtime. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, last question is: you, you, you got hipped on the black, you know, films and TV shows. What is one black film or character that you don't care for? At least one that you don't care for or that's pretty popular in our community. One black film or character that's popular in our community and you don't care for. That's a good ass question. One black character that I don't. Care or or movie or movies. Um, I really don't care for. Remember the you know the movie Friday. <laughs> I don't care you for know, it either. Um, you know when the midget, the short man starts running out. Yeah. I don't really care for him. I auditioned for that role and they didn't give it to me. So you weren't really okay. Okay. Why? Cause you four foot two. Uh, let's not give me more height than I deserve. Yeah, he... I'm five five, so let's just keep it at that. So, like, did you actually have an issue with your height, or did you want to be taller? No, I, I mean, I, I think I joke about myself more than anybody. So I feel like when people try to joke on me, they kind of go fuck. He kind of laughs at himself more than we can, so I can't. I don't really care. I mean, I'm Mexican, man. We, I mean, we grow up and we don't get taller than a tamale. No pun intended. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not shocked that I'm not tall. All right, well, you heard it, heard it there first. Let everybody know uh, where they can find you and anything Man, all upcoming. My media, all my social media. Or you can just call me since, I mean, I damn near everyone has my goddamn number. My number is Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, all my social media is just Prince and Perez. That's, that's, that's it. I just hit me up there. I, I, that's where I'm at. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Make sure you all... Um, please continue to support, you know, uh, he ain't going to do this for everybody. I, I, I somehow made it through. I, I didn't even think I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't even think this interview was going to happen. I'm like, wait, what he got me? What he got me on the section eight waiting list for? I'm like, come on now. It's me. It's me. You got my cheese yet. Anyway. Um, so yes, this is real. You guys be good. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like, tell a friend, tell a crackhead, tell a pigeon about this interview. All right. You know, so. Yeah.